What's up, you sexy people? It's Howie Spangler from Tales from the Green Room Podcast, episode number 22. Um, All right, before we get started here, I just wanted to say um, that Ballyhoo has some shows coming up uh, September 1st. September 1st, Labor Day weekend, we've got um, Summer of Rum Festival in Tampa, opening for Sugar Ray. That should be fun. I'm hoping to... uh, kick it with Mark McGrath and just, you know, talk about how handsome he is. Um, yeah, it should be a fun show. Uh, and then uh, September 6th, 7th, and 8th, we're going to be up in the Northeast again. Um, so glad to be getting back there so soon. Uh, Boston area, New Bedford, Massachusetts, September 6th, the Greasy Luck. Um, September 7th, Port City Music Hall in Portland. Portland, it's been a minute. Can't wait to get back there. Uh, September 8th, the Garden Grove Festival 2018 in Southwick, 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 Massachusetts. That's uh, with Badfish and uh, Bumpin' Uglies, I think is on that. Yeah, that whole weekend we're uh, heading out with our boys Bumpin' Uglies. Um, But then Garden Grove is, yeah, going to be a fun time. It was great last year. Uh, Really good turnout. I think this year is going to be even better. Um, Props to Badfish for throwing that. That big festival, man. It was a lot of fun. So definitely looking forward to getting back to that. Grab your tickets now. Uh, September 21st and 22nd, we're going to be in York, Pennsylvania at the Depot. September 21st. And uh, it's been a minute since we've been there, too. Uh, September 22nd, Union Jacks in Annapolis. Last time we played there was stupid. I'm sure sure it was oversold. It was insane. So uh, grab tickets for that soon. Um, that might be another crazy one. And we played kind of late uh, on the last one, and we're going to try to uh, play a little earlier this time. Um, but just know it might be a late one. So, <clears throat> And then uh, before we head out with Real Big Fish, we're doing that this fall, by the way. We're heading out with Real Big Fish in October and November. So those guys are just great, just, just all homies, good dudes, and uh, we just have a lot of fun. Um, hanging out and playing with those guys. The shows are great, too. The, 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 the people that show up there seem to really dig the band, so that's, that's always fun. Uh, on the way out, though, we've got a few shows of our own. We're going to head out. Um, actually, another show with Badfish, September 28th. That's at Nelson Ledges in uh, Garrettsville, uh, Ohio, outside of Cleveland there. Um, I've heard many good things about this place. I've never been there. Uh, just all good stories. It's like outdoors. There's like camping and Apparently, this is a one of two nights. We're doing the first night. It's Bad Fish, Tropidelic. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other bands playing or not, but uh, sounds like it's going to be a, a really good party. So uh, grab tickets for that. Um, <clears throat> going to Toledo the next day, September 29th, Ottawa Tavern. Uh, September 30th, St. Louis, Del Mar Hall. Man, we haven't been to St. Louis in a long time. And then uh, the Fox Theater in Boulder, October 2nd. Uh, had a really good show there. I think it was last year we played in Boulder. Um, so, uh, yeah, get tickets for that. They're on sale right now. And then we meet up with Real Big Fish October 4th in Santa Cruz. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ballyhoorocks.com slash tour to get more information, tickets, more dates. We're always on tour, dude. Shit's ridiculous. Um, but we love it. That's why we do it, you know. Um, today we're going to be talking about another song from Detonate, the forthcoming new record from Ballyhoo, my band. It's coming out September 28th. Pre-orders start next Friday, August 31st. I can't believe it. 
we're just a little over a week away from pre-orders. You're going to get three songs when you pre-order uh, <clears throat> over at iTunes and Google. Um, I think Amazon as well. Uh, I don't want to go. Maryland Summer, because they've already come out, we didn't want to reveal too many new songs. Like We want to make sure you guys have something to uh, something new to hear on release day. And then uh, the title track, Detonate, will be available as well instantly when you pre-order. And the record's only going to be $7.99. We wanted to keep it cheap. Nobody makes money off of records anymore. It's just how it is. Um, it's, you know, everybody does Spotify, but we figure like the hardcore fans, you know, they, and maybe the, the purists who kind of feel like they, they don't want to rent their music. They, they actually want to own the songs and uh, do what they want with the MP3s. Um, we figured that those people still might be interested. So that's why we do these pre-order things. Uh, we kept it cheap. Um, maybe you'll gift it for a friend, family member, you know, whoever. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about Bruce Wayne. Um, it's another heavy track. It might get a little heavy, uh, I, I'll admit. Um, but again, a lot of these tracks on the new record are coming from a darker place. Um, and uh, but you know, as always, I try to make the music a little feel a little positive melodically, and um, just to help me get this stuff out. And uh, you know, I appreciate you listening, and maybe it's going to connect. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Bruce Wayne. All right, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. So, uh, cool name, right? Bruce Wayne. Um, I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm sure a lot of you are. Who, do, who doesn't like Batman, right? So this song is uh, comes from my my thoughts, my feelings uh, of how I felt um, soon after both of my parents passed away. Um, I was 15 when my mom died, and uh, I'm sorry if this gets too heavy. By the way, <laughs> I guess it's just the nature of it. I can't be all like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" It's my radio voice. You like it? Um. So my mom died when I was a kid, and, uh... <laughs> See, and that's a uh, side note. I have a dark sense of humor. That's how I get through all this, right? Um, as weird and macabre as that seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I make stupid jokes like that, and it's kind of what keeps me from crying. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh... My mom passed away when I was 15. Um, she had cancer, lymphoma, and it was obviously, if if you've ever had the awful experience of, of dealing with that, uh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's it's rough. It's a really it's a hard time, and the trying to wrap your brain around losing a parent when you're that young, um, it's it took a long time to to accept it and process it. Um, the thought that I wasn't ever going to see her again, you know, it's, it's, it was just insane. I mean, to think about, um, and so over time, you know, it gets easier. It, it still sucks, but it, it gets easier to deal with. And it's not such a burden on your mind after a while. Um, at least in my experience, um, everybody deals with grief differently and, you know, it's different lengths. There's no time limit on something like that. Um, 
You just have to live. You have to go on living. And that's what I realized. I was like, well, my mom would want me to, you know, try to be the best I can be and, and live my life. You know, you can't stop. You can't stop what you're doing. Um, so, and she, she actually got to see a few shows before she died. Um, we started the band in July of 95. It was like roughly July 95. And um, she passed away in August of 96. So, um, yeah, about a year later. But uh, she, got to, she got to see some shows and she thought it was great. Um, she grounded Donald and I a few times because of bad report cards and things like that. Um, saying we couldn't do the band anymore you know, or at least until we got our grades up. So (laughs) she was still the mom, you know, uh, but she was a great person. She was, um, she was super cool. I think if she were alive today, we'd be having really fun conversations with each other. And, uh, that's definitely something I'm missing out on. You know, obviously she didn't get to see my kids or anything and you know, that, that hurts too when I think about it, but, um, you know, so, I got through it and you know, I'm, I'm here today, you know, um, my dad, he passed away in December, 2016. And, uh, that was kind of sudden, um, just happened over a few weeks. He was in the hospital cause he, some things were wrong and, um, he didn't take care of himself. He was, so part of me is still dealing with like anger, I guess, towards him with that. I loved him very much. He was a great guy. Um, but just being that he didn't take care of himself and kind of, in a way, put himself there um, was upsetting. Um, so uh, so he dies, um, and I'm just... The second it happened, it's like this... I was washed over with this awful feeling like... The, oh my God, it was so weird. This cold darkness just went, just washed over me the second that I watched him take his last breath. And again, I'm sorry if this is getting too heavy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, um, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch. And then that feeling, I was like, I felt instantly alone. I was like this, oh my God, this, he's gone. This is it. Both my parents, they're gone. Um, you know, uh, I just, I just didn't think that it was going to happen so soon. I, I thought it would be, you know, I thought maybe he had another 10 or 20 years. I, I don't know. I just, um, so in the coming months after that, it was, uh, it was just dealing with the grief. Um, and those moments where I was like, I snapping on my kids and snapping at Danielle and like, feeling just like I don't know I was like angry and I was sad but then I was like I was happy because you know my I'm seeing my kids and you know having to be the dad and do all that and um we had a new record coming out like the girls record was coming out soon and um there were all these different emotions you know supposed to be one way I'm feeling this way and you got to kind of fake it and I don't know it's just a huge mix of emotion. Um, and, uh, so I was focused on getting the, the girl's record out. I think that definitely helped, um, pass the, uh, the time. Um, we had to go on tour 
we were actually on stage in Baltimore. Like it was like 10 days after he died, I think, um, doing a show and, and it was weird because it was the first show back and you know, it's like a week and a half after. And so like, and I know he would have been there. He was always at the Baltimore shows. And when you're thinking like you, you look off to, you know, the side stage and like, I'm, he's not, I'm not seeing him there. I'm seeing my friends and my, some of my family and stuff, but I'm not seeing my dad there. And it was like, it's just the reality kept hitting, you know, every couple of minutes and it's just the weirdest shit. Um, and, uh, then <clears throat> a couple of days after that, we left for tour with anti-flag and real big fish. And that was like seven weeks long. I wasn't ready. I, I, I wish I didn't have to go on that tour. I mean, the, the way this works is, you know, bands have to tour to keep the money coming in. Um, like I said, we don't make money off records and things like that. It's, it's all touring and, and merch and stuff. And, you stay on the road and that that's how you pay your bills. And so there, I had no choice, you know, I had, I had to go do it and dealing with, with, uh, those feelings and this sudden loss just, you know, weeks after this happened and being on the road and like, sometimes I, I just didn't feel good about myself every night. It was like every show that we did, like it just, it didn't feel right. It just, I felt shitty about our performance. I thought we were playing bad, or at least I was. Um, we weren't putting on the best show. And then, like, we're playing in front of, like, a bunch of people that had never seen us before. And they were, like, you know, some of them were, like, anti-flag fans are really hardcore, like, punk fans. And, like, we're, obviously we're playing, we're not a hardcore punk band. And, like, um, sort of seeing the resistance, you know. Um, and that happens. That happens a lot when you're a support band. You go out with a band you're playing in front of their fans and they're not guaranteed to, to be into it. And that's fine. But I guess it was just, it was extra weighing on me um, because of all these feelings that, that I was having, the, the grief and all that. Um, a fan, I think, messaged us or commented on one of our posts after one of the shows and was like, wow, it really seemed like you guys weren't feeling it. You guys weren't into it. And uh, you're normally more, like, I guess, alive on stage or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I guess it was just coming through, and I wasn't doing it on purpose. I wasn't trying to be, you know, this brooding, you know, sad guy on stage. I guess it was just coming out. Um, but I really wasn't feeling good about that entire tour. Um, so weird. Uh, so <clears throat> when I finally got to right again it was roughly like eight months or so after um so about august of last year i finally got to writing and um i don't know i just i made this beat um and just had the kind of drums playing it simple and it was kind of heavy uh on the guitars and i added like i don't know this chord progression it's really spoke to me um it just felt the things I wanted to say, it was weird. It was like, it really felt like the feelings I was feeling uh, were coming out in these, in this song, in these chord progressions. Uh, and and then I added this, uh, this dueling guitar solo. We only have one guitar player in the band. I'm not sure how we're going to pull this off live, but uh, I can't deny the art. It's like, I, I just because we don't have like a second guitar player, like I, it just felt right in the song and, and we're going to figure it out, but um, maybe I'll have like Scott play it on like a synth or something like play the other 
the harmonizer. Kind of cool. Pacifier does that. Those guys are sick. Um, so anyway, uh, when I when I'm making a song, when I'm sitting here demoing a song, I just I throw everything at it. I just I I throw everything, see what sticks, what sounds good, and then I just figure it out later. I'm not gonna not put something in because it you know we don't have enough people on stage. Um, so I, I got the feel for the song. I got the whole song structured. I'm, I'm sitting here in front of my Pro Tools here and um, listening back. And then, then suddenly here come the, the melodies, you know, for, for vocals, you know. Um, I've got this, I came up with this cool, um, it, it started with this riff. It's like uh, definitely classic Ballyhoo. It's like, um, it's a ska it's like a ska rhythm with uh, these kind of single guitar notes going over the bass. I love when, when bass and guitar uh, go in unison and you're playing these single notes. It just sounds so so cool. It's like 311 does that a lot and um, Rage Against the Machine, you know. Um, so anyway, we came up, I came up with this ska riff <clears throat> and it's very um, dismal, I guess is the word. I don't know. It's like very kind of like somber feeling um and i added these layers in the back these kind of ambient sounds um and uh i gotta get my phone out of my face keep getting notifications and like keep looking get distracted devices <clears throat> so then i go and uh i want it to pick up i want the chorus to pick up so i got this cool kind of pre-chorus thing where it's like a the, the snare drum hits on the one, bop, 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 ba da ba bop, bop, like that, right? I'm like, all right, so I'm feeling it. You know, I'm feeling like the, the build of the song, right? And then I need to just bust the chorus open at this point. You build up with that little pre-chorus, and then you just like, boom, you just blast it open. Big fucking guitars, big chords. And then this chord progression, the way it was going, it's just, and then the way the drums, it was like super simple, just da, 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 da. Just, can you tell I'm excited? I love I love making music. Um, so, <clears throat> the the lyrically it has to open up as well. Um, so so we go back. I go to the verses. I kind of start throwing some words down, and it's just like, is it me? Is it you? Is it every? It's like basically I'm, I'm talking in the first verse. I'm talking about like, what is it? What 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 am I? Why am I so upset? Obviously, I know why I'm upset. You know, my, my dad just passed away. But but wh why am I feeling so... Why am I acting out with my family? Like, why why am I being such a dickhead, you know? Um, trying to find these lyrics here. Uh, kind of see what I'm... Okay, so like, is it me? Is it you? Is it everyone around me? It's the truth. I can't take it. So it's like, it's kind of like, it's, I'm asking, is it, is it, what is it? Is it everyone around me? Is it, is it my family? Is it, is it my friends? Like, are they annoying me? Is it, do I not want to be around them? And then it's like, you come to like, it's the truth. I can't take it. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, I just can't deal with what's happening. That's, it's, I can't process it. Um, is the truth. I can't take it. Uh, realizations are alarming um 
And then it's like, I'm a mess, get no rest. Thoughts and prayers are disarming. Like, it's like when someone, um, you know, I, I don't think anyone knows what to say. Uh, I sure as fuck don't know what to say when someone dies, someone I care about, when when uh, a friend or whoever, when someone they love dies and you're trying to comfort them. Um, I don't think anyone knows what to say, really. You just sort of, I think that the best way to be is just to just sort of like be there, you know, like sometimes don't say anything. I don't think you, I don't think people want to hear shit, you know, I think people just maybe, I don't, they want to, they want the reassurance, but like the words, there's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say or do really to make someone feel better, to make the pain go away. It's like, we all deal with it differently. We have to, um, uh, we have to just get through it and um and it's on our own time you know so when someone says oh, i'm praying for you i, I don't do the rel- the religion thing to begin with i'm i'm not i've never been on that i re- i respect it when someone says that like i thank you thank, i appreciate that very much i personally i i don't it does nothing for me um i understand the sentiment um my thoughts are with you. It's like, okay, you know, that's, that's great. And all you can, you can be appreciative, but it really doesn't do anything for for me. I don't think it does anything for anyone else. I I don't know. Um, I think it's better for, for, uh, for you to just be there for someone and sort of just kind of be around if they need you for something, Uh, you know? Um, yeah. So thoughts and prayers, are disarming that that's kind of where that line comes from um feeling empty i'm tapped out lashing out at those who love me like feeling empty yeah i mean plain and simple it's like you just you just feel like numb nothing like you know um this is my dad and he was 59 you know it's like what the fuck happened um Tapped out, yeah, tapped out. It's like just I'm 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 just so exhausted, you know, um, from trying to. I I have to be I have to be a father. I have to be. I have to do the the band business. I have to write songs and you know keep this shit going. You know the 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 universe doesn't care about your feelings or you know how tired you are. You just have to keep moving. Um, and then lashing out at those who love me is like, yeah, I was, I remember just kind of getting really frustrated and like yelling at my kids and I don't yell at my kids. Like my kids are fucking awesome. They're great. You know? Um, but at that time, in those first couple months, man, you know, they, they're doing kids shit, you know, and it's, it can get frustrating. I know all the parents out there, you understand what I'm talking about. It's, um, you know, you can, you can lose your mind. So on top of with, this you know this loss that i had just had like these it just gets fucking crazy you know and you know i'm i'm yelling at danielle my fiance and it's it's just you know just a really awful time um so then uh yeah we get into the pre-course it's like uh lost another piece of me and i don't want to fall apart again it's like yeah this is this is i've lost the the final piece of the pair that 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 created me it's like 
I'm going to get philosophical here. Like these two people that made me are gone. And um, what do I do? You know, it's like, well, am I going to fall apart without them? The reality is no. I know that I am a pretty strong person. I'm very driven. Um, and so I can get out there and keep moving forward. And I know once again that my parents would want me to, to live my life. Um, so that has always stuck with me. Because I told my father we do great things, <clears throat> just need a little spark to light the flame. Um, yeah, I, this might be a little morbid, I don't know. I, so when I, when I was young, my dad used to, uh, to kind of like discipline us. He would, he would like, <clears throat> when he was like trying to be serious, he would like get right, he'd get down and he would like get right up on me with his fingers like right in my chest and he'd like poke me in the chest enough to kind of nudge me. And he's like, you need to, you know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> it was the 80s, you know. Um, <clears throat> but like, so I don't know what it was, man. Like when, uh, after he died, I, I was, I was there for about five hours after because I was waiting for family to get there and things like that. Um, so everybody could say goodbye. And, uh, right before I left, um, right before I left that morning, uh, the hospital, I, I just, I was, I went up to him and I was like, you're going to fucking miss it. This band is going to do great things. This fucking band is going to do big, great fucking things, and you're going to fucking miss it. And I, and I didn't realize at the time, but after I left, I was, I was poking him in his chest. And I don't know if that was like a subconscious thing or, or what, man, but like, that was like, that was weird. That was heavy. Um, so that's, that's where that line comes from. I, I told him, last thing I said to him before I left was we're going to do great things and you're going to fucking miss it. And, uh, so, uh, just, uh, so, okay. So it's, uh, the next line is just need a little spark to light the flame, uh, enough to keep the fire burning. You're only one hit song away. Um, so it's like, uh, my daddy always used to say, you guys are only one song away. You're only one song. Like, it just needs to be the song. And then this will blow wide open. He was always very supportive. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he, he used to say that. So that's where that comes from. Um, just one song. Just the, You need that spark. And then it'll just everything gets set on fire and everything is just huge and amazing, you know? Um, and there was definitely a time in the last couple of years where, uh, <clears throat> even before, right before girls came out, um, where I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Um, being on the road all the time. Uh, I love it. We all love it, but doing like, this is a very tough path. And as a kid, it was always like, I need to be on SNL and I need to be on the tonight show, you know, and back then it was Jay Leno, you know, and, uh, 
I want to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. I want to be on the radio. You know, and there's all those dreams you have as a kid when you're thinking about being a rock star and all that. Uh, as I got older, it's like, none, that's not really important. It's not, I don't need to be on SNL and Rolling Stone anymore. Nothing like that. Um, I just want to be able to make a living doing what I'm doing and not feeling like I'm spinning my wheels or uh, putting my family through all of this for nothing. You know, because I have to leave home a lot. And my kids definitely didn't sign up for this. You know, Danielle knows what's up. But even that, the relationship gets strained, you know. But the kids, you know, it's like, I don't want them to feel like I'm just gone. I'm out there, you know, just living this fantasy dream that isn't going to amount to anything. You know, I'm that. that's not why. I'm not necessarily doing this for myself anymore. I'm doing it, you know, so we can live a, a good life and, and I can be and I can be happy with my decisions you know um, so yeah there was definitely a point where I was like ready to quit I wanted to hang it up and I was like you know if girls doesn't do well like this is this is done I'm fucking over it and girls ended up doing really well <laughs> um, and then you know you just you stay on tour and uh, it's the truth is I can't quit I can't quit you you know it's like this is something I've been doing since I was a kid and more than half my life now and like I, I just can't see not doing this stuff ever again I love making music I love creating things and I like playing on stage in front of people and having them sing our songs back and bringing people together and creating this like atmosphere of creating a party and like a family community thing I, I love it all um and uh, I'm very proud of everything that we've done. So, you know, even in the worst times when I was like ready to hang it up, it, I just I just couldn't. Um, and my dad's words, you know, you just need you're just one hit song away. You're just one song away. I guess every band is only one song away, but um, yeah, I don't know his confidence in us. Yeah, I don't know. It just really pushed me forward um, no matter what you're doing in life a good support system is everything um, whether it's your your family your kids your mom your dad your sister your brother whatever um, support is is huge and I'm very lucky to have the people that I have in my life um, Without, you know, Danielle here taking care of the kids, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know? I wouldn't be able to be out on the road. I'd be, I guess, a single father or something taking care of that. You know, obviously that's more important, but she's enabling this, you know, so I can go out and try to make a better life for us. That's for another song, though. Um, ah, coffee's good, right? Oh, man. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah. And then, uh, in, in the second verse, I kind of go forward, um, kind of talking about, uh, I don't know, I guess my inner feelings, <laughs> I guess that's what all songs are. Right. Um, it's, uh, when I wake up apparitions that I see are the faces of the people that came together to make me cause I'm fucked up. It's like, yeah, it's like everywhere I go, I see my mom and my dad. 
It's like even more so now than ever. Um, I've had, you know, 20 years to get over my mom's death, but like with, after my dad, it's like about a year and a half ago now. So it's like, it's still like every day, it's like, like light on the floor or, you know, flashes of thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I believe in all, all the, the ghost stuff and everything. I, I kind of want to, I guess. Um, but, uh, some things just definitely seem weird, you know? Um, we don't really have to get into all that, but you know, you just kind of, you feel like your dead loved ones are around <laughs> in a way. Um, so yeah, that's what I see. I, I, I see their faces sometimes and it's really weird. Um, and the rest is just sort of like, you know, me talking about dealing with it. Um, and then, uh, for the third verse, um, I kind of wanted something to kind of sew it all together, um, which is kind of typically what a, what a bridge does, but I decided to keep it just a third verse. There are differences. I don't really want to get into the subtle differences, but, um, so I, I, it was more or less, uh, building on everything that I've talked about in the song and then sort of sew it up, um, in, in, in a way that I guess a philosophy, um, so like, uh, so it's like, no, just tell me this is a dream because it feels so real coming apart at the seams. But I'll rise up and I'll fight the evil inside, darkest corners of my mind, one demon at a time. I'll use my powers for good, for any affected, and I will lift up the people and we'll rebuild from the wreckage. Like, to me, that's, so fucking powerful like it just it just means that like i'm gonna get over my shit and i'm gonna put on this mask which is i guess the music and then just help others um with these songs like anyone that's feeling down it doesn't have to be about a lost loved one it can be anything um, I get messages from guys who are going through divorces and say that our music is helping them through that and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to manage their kids and, you know, um, people that are breaking up with people, people that are um, lost a job, or, you know, whatever. It can be any of that. Like, I want to be here for those people. Um, I want our music to to connect on that level and feeling like like a Bruce Wayne who who had this terrible loss um but then he he grows up and decides that he's going to use his abilities to to save people to help fight crime whatever um it's the same way I can use my pain I can use all my shitty experience, experiences um, and use these powers of, you know, whatever melody is <laughs> it's getting cheesy and melodramatic, melodramatic now, um, to, to make people feel better. And it's just, I don't know, it's so simple, but it's so powerful at the same time. You know, when I get those messages, um, it's, I, I don't know. I, how do you respond to that? How do you, how do you, when someone tells you they were about to commit suicide and 
our song came on. Like that, that someone told me that one time. Uh, it was a, a, a veteran and I was in Colorado and he, he told me this and he gave me his, uh, it's cool. It's like a little bottle opener. Um, but it's like a collectible kind of thing. And it had his, uh, all his company and his, where he was stationed and all that, um, etched on there. And he told me this story about how he lost all his buddies, um, to an IED and he, he's the only one that survived. And, uh, he, it's been really rough on him, the, the PTSD and, um, he was ready to do it. He had, he had a gun in his mouth and he, I, I don't know, I don't know where, if he was, I think he said he was watching YouTube or he had like YouTube on and just kind of was cycling through stuff and our son Ricochet came on and he stopped. And so he came and told me that after a show at the merch table one night and I, uh, I just didn't know, all I could do was hug him. What do you say? What do you say to that? How the fuck do I reply to that? You know, other than just the most loving hug I could ever give someone. Um, you know, this guy's had a really tough road, and he's, I'm sure he has a tough road ahead of him. I hope he's doing well now. This was a few years ago. Um, so those are the moments, as weird as they are, that... I just know that there's something to this, you know, it just validates, it keeps, keeps me going. Um, I don't, I don't know. I get, yeah, you feel like a fucking superhero, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah, so that's how the song came together, everybody. <laughs> we made it, we made it out the other side. Oh my God. Uh, sorry, got a little, little deep and heavy there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, this record is is full of stuff like that. Um, I hope you enjoy the song when you hear it. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Woo! Well, that was kind of a rough one, huh? A little heavy at times. Had to take a breather. Um... Yeah, man, so uh, Detonate, you can pre-order it next Friday, August 31st. We're getting closer, people. We're getting closer. Um, pre-order next Friday. It comes out September 28th on Right Coast Records. Uh, you just heard about Bruce Wayne, uh, one of my favorite tracks from the record. Um, I hope you feel it like I feel it. I hope it connects. Um, can't wait to uh, talk about the next song next week. I'm going to be doing a couple of these a week uh, up until the release, so um, make sure you pay attention to that. Go to uh, ballyhurocks.com slash tour for tour dates, tickets, find out what's going on. Um, you can go to my website, howiespangler.com. Uh, you can sign up for the Bally Hooligans email list at ballyhurocks.com. You can sign up for my email list if you like at howiespangler.com. Um, we got the Bally Hooligans uh, Instagram page now. Go check that out. Uh, make sure you tag Bally Hooligans. Um, so uh, that the account will see it and they, they will uh, repost your pictures, you know, hanging out, post pictures of us hanging out, like whatever, whatever the pictures are, you're at a Ballyhoo show, you're hanging out with us at the merch table, um, maybe you found us and you're taking a shot with us, you know, whatever, just uh, make sure you tag it up and they'll repost it, you know, maybe you got a, a cool clip of us playing live or, or something like that. We just want to build this community and uh, have a place for people to go um, 
to, to chat. And you don't have to talk about the band the whole time. Just talk about what's going on with your day. You know, and everybody there is very supportive. Uh, the Facebook group is the same. That's kind of where it started. So you can go there as well if you'd like. Oh, and in other news, uh, I did a song with uh, Kosha Dills. Um, he's a good dude. Uh, he's from Edison, New Jersey. Um, he just got off Warp Tour. We did a song together back in March. He came to my house, and uh, it was the day we did that podcast together as well. Um, we did. We just made this song called Back and Forth, um, and it turned out really cool. We're really excited about it. It came out a couple weeks ago. Go check it out. Take a listen. Uh, go give him a follow on uh, Instagram, Kosha Dills with a Z. Um, and uh, check out the song. Let me know what you think. Uh, make sure, please make sure you uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, that all helps. You can keep us uh, keep the, the podcast up on the charts there, so it gets gets uh, discovered by new people. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to talesfromthegreenroom.com and hit the support the podcast button. Um, and you can pick ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine a month. You can cancel any time. Everybody's got to eat. I totally understand, but every bit helps. Uh, it's going to keep me um, able to put out more of these and uh, keep up in the quality and just giving you consistent content and um, you know paying for the website and things like that. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Tales from the Green Room.